0: Joining us this week on the ACE minicast is the president of American Coaster Enthusiasts. That would be Mr. Robert Ulrich. Robert, how are you?
1: I'm doing good.
0: So, Robert, where are you located?
1: We are located in Turtletown, Tennessee, which is where Georgia, North Carolina, and Tennessee meet. I can get to Georgia in 10 minutes. I can get to North Carolina in about five, and I'm right here in Tennessee.
0: Wow. So you've got quite a few great parks pretty much within driving distance of you.
1: Oh yeah, I'm within two hours of Dollywood, Lake Winnie, and Six Flags, and I'm only four and a half from Carowinds.
0: Not bad at all. So Robert, how did you originally find out about ACE and the organization as a whole?
1: I first found out about ACE way back in 1977, reading the article in the Washington Post about the first CoasterCon marathon. We sat and read about it, and there was a little thing, no ap- application or anything, but for information about how to join, write to this address. And we sent off a letter to the address, and we went from there.
0: And how long have you been in the organization?
1: Well, this is where we get really funny, because the, we only could afford, because I was just out of college, and the current fiancé at the time, who is not my current wife, did not have a job i had a job that was making a big thirty five hundred dollars a year working for the state wow all we could afford was a single membership and after we got divorced and we we didn't join i don't think until 77 78 79 maybe but we didn't join as a couple we joined as a single and when we let when we split up she took the ace membership which we laugh at today And I took the NRHS membership, which was National Railway Historical Society. But then we rejoined, Sam was, my son was born in 1988, and we rejoined around 1990, 1992, somewhere in there.
0: You know, one of the things that I always hear is, folks wanna run for president of ACE because they think of all the incredible and amazing benefits that they'll get as a result of that.
1: Is that true? If you consider friendships and meeting people that you've never met before and being the one person in the room that everybody knows who you are and you don't have a clue who they are, those are the benefits of it. But I will tell you that one of the things that I would say to when people ask me about why are you running for president? You know, what are your qualifications? I would say my first qualification is I don't really want to be ace president. I feel like it's a duty to become ace president at the time because really nobody was stepping up to the plate who had what I felt was the experience. And from the time I was a regional rep, I had a vision of what, you know, I thought the club could be. And just like events, I, you know, I'm very opinionated. I will admit that to a fault of myself, but it's just something that I said, well, you know, somebody needs to do it. I mean, that's really the crux of the matter. And that if you really want to run for ace president, you know, God bless you. But I don't think any of the presidents really started out doing that.
0: So it's not just about having the title, right? There's a whole slew of things and responsibilities that you have during your tenure, right?
1: Right. Well, you are, you are the leader of a ship. And the thing about ACE is everybody's a volunteer. There's no one getting paid for this. You know, you can walk off a volunteer job very easily. (laughs) Uh, The only thing that's going to blow up about it is the fact that whatever you're doing, won't get done. And we've had that situation over the years in ACE with, you know, where I've been in re- responsible, where people have just, you know, for whatever reason disappeared. And it's difficult as an organization to deal with that. But that's one of the things that the president really has to do is put together a team of volunteers who continue to provide the services and things without any compensation. I mean, the best thing we get is we get our expenses paid for, but if you look at, you know, the reimbursement schedule and everything, nobody's making any money at this because your expenses definitely outweigh whatever you're getting reimbursed at. But really the benefit and as a person, what the reward is, is meeting the people and feeling like you make a difference. I mean, I hope that when it's all said and done after somebody's gone to an ACE event or read Roller Coaster Magazine or listened to a podcast, they're sitting there with a smile on their face because that's really the reward is a smile, an acknowledgement that they're a part of a community and an organization that has similar feelings and enthusiasm for what you you as a person individually have.
0: And I think that's what really separates ACE from all the other enthusiast organizations that are out there. When you think of those other enthusiast organizations, you tend to think of the person who's in charge. But when it comes to ACE, that face is always changing. And you really don't necessarily think of them. You think of the organization as a whole.
1: My time as president is limited by the Constitution and bylaws. And I'm good with that. And I think the organization is better for that because there are these groups of people that come in and go out of the group with a different vision, whatever their vision may be. At the same time, one of the funniest things is that as ace president, unless there's a tie, I don't get a vote on any of the decisions of the executive committee. Now, after I'm president, I am the immediate past president. And as immediate past president, I do get to vote. But that's good for the organization in my book because I really want to be inclusive. I really want to have people feel like they may not have a great voice, but they have a voice at the table.
0: And again, that's what differentiates ACE from every other group that's out there is that you might just be a member, but guess what? You have a vote and you have a say, and you can reach out to the EC and say, I don't think this is such a great idea or I think this is a wonderful idea and we should expand upon it. And you are represented in terms of the direction that the organization goes.
1: I always feel bad when somebody says, you know, I, was, I thought about coming up and talking to you, but I didn't. Well, let me just say right now, take the opportunity. I answer instant messages. I answer my phone. You know, there are, there are the rewards of meeting people, but one of the painful things is when somebody says, I thought about coming up to you and talking to you because you were just sitting there eating, but I didn't do it. And that is a little painful to me because it's like, I'm just a person like you. I'm, you know, I sat there at one point, you know, not really being anything more than a person who went to events way back when i know i had taught walked up and talked to ace presence and my regional rep and you know the first thing that happened was i talked to my regional rep about doing some other things in their area and that's how it all started rolling
0: talk a little bit about the accountability that you oversee everybody who has a membership obviously pays and you know an annual due or you also have special events that may cost some money as well ACE always tracks that, and you're actually responsible for helping out with that, right?
1: Right. Every expense that ACE pays for has to be approved by the president at some point. Expense reimbursements, things like that. But when we look at the ACE budget itself, we set up an annual plan, and that's really what a budget is to say, this is how much we're going to spend on marketing this is how much we're going to spend and it's not huge numbers the huge numbers are really when when it comes to events and every ace event is priced at the income that comes in pays for the event when you pay your membership due you're really not paying for the event itself or any event you're paying for the administration of a club, the sending your membership card, Roller Coaster Magazine, if you get it, that's why the regular associate membership is significantly higher than the membership without publications because Roller Coaster Magazine is a publication without advertising, it does take a lot of funds. But events are self funded. We set up special donations throughout the year that go into preservation and archives. All those are the responsibility of the president to say, yes, that's an approved authorization, and the money is never spent without a consideration of what the membership should want. You know, if we were presented something that was not within the mission of ACE, not only the executive committee, but the president would be responsible for saying, that's not part of what we're here for. We are not rent the back end of a boat or something crazy that has nothing to do with roller coasters, because Mm -hmm. it it is really, you know, we all understand this, especially in times that have. I've been here through the tough times of the recession, when memberships were dropping, and the dues were not covering things, we had to take some belt tightening measures. And those were hard. But a lot of it was things that needed to happen to be proper caretakers of the monies that those members trusted us to spend.
0: Talk a little bit about the time commitment of being the president of ACE. How much time does it take from you to be able to do all those presidential duties and go to all those events and go to all the business meetings and other meetings that have to be done to make sure that the organization continues to run smoothly?
1: Well, the the first thing as president you have to commit to is, and you, you don't have to have to do this, but when I said, yes, I'll run for president, I knew that I was going to have to go to an entire coaster con every year, which before I was president and really before I retired, there was no way I could do it because the con week was always payroll week, which is why you never saw me at con but there are also two business meetings where we meet for the weekend. So there are a full week of two weekends plus two extra weekends. So it's about a month of, and that's 24 seven, you're doing ACE things. Beyond that, it's really up to the individual and the opportunities that happen. In 2020, there have not been a lot of opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) But in a normal course of events, But, you know, these are also, it's how much your budget and travel time will allow. Park opportunities happen. Thankfully, I've been able to go to a few of them. Hopefully, we'll go to a few more in the next couple of years. But those are all optional. And those are really a joy for me because I try to show that ACE is a bunch of different people together. Some of them, I don't fit the profile of what they're looking for, and I know it. And we thankfully have a great team out of the communications department that can play a spokesperson for it. And then there's IAPA, which the normal IAPA Expo, you're there for the week. And the president is responsible for setting up the booth, manning the booth, writing all the contracts, doing all the, you know, what color carpet, all those kinds of things, the minutia. And that's probably the one place that the president really gets into the nitty gritty along with playing spokesperson and working with the people and meeting the industry representatives at the expo in Orlando.
0: This is a question that I hear lobbed around every now and then. Why does ACE have a booth at IAPA?
1: Oh, that's, Uh, One thing I will say is just come to the expo one time as a volunteer and you'll see why we make so many industry relationships and cement relationships that are currently going on. One of the things that as president, I get to do is I get to take the roller coaster calendar to the, all the major coaster manufacturers. And there are a couple of them that asked for two and they are thrilled to see them. One of the, challenges with the expo being postponed until next year is how do I get them the 2020 calendar for 2021? Because we're not going to be there to personally hand deliver it. I'm sure we'll work something out. But it's just meeting the representatives, talking about their new coasters, getting the interviews that I think, and I really hope that the members really appreciate that we publish on all our social media. And we're really trying to do that even more. I think in 2021 and when the expo returns, you'll see a really concerted effort to keep ACE members really in the loop like they're on the show floor even if they don't go to Orlando.
0: Yeah, as a veteran of three IAPAs now, which makes me a rookie pretty much still, you can't really describe it properly in terms of its scale, its scope, and like you said, the ability to be able to do business face-to-face. Yes, the amusement industry is a very much an international business. And yes, things like Zoom, like we're actually on right now, make it much easier for people to do business remotely. But actual business and actual relationships, they get done in person and right. they get done with handshakes.
1: All the people that I met meet in the amusement industry have some relationship going on with it. It's hard not seeing the people.
0: If someone is considering running for office in ACE, or considering to volunteer, what would you tell them? What would be your advice to them?
1: Number one, figure out what you're interested in, because there are so many different arms and tentacles on this thing that we call ACE. Number two is get involved in a small task or a small project, like registration at con, or working with a regional rep on something or writing articles for roller coaster magazine, or even just submitting photos to Tim Baldwin for the photo archives, just some small little thing and start testing the club out because the other part of that is the clubs testing you at the same time. You may be the greatest writer in your school or the best photographer, you know, But that's in your world, not in the ACE world, because not only do you have to test out ACE, ACE has to test out you, because there's a level of trust. It gets back to the whole, a volunteer can quit by just walking off the job. You know, we have to trust you. You know, right now I'm putting together the team for the executive committee for the next two years, and one of the things that I don't want to do is, of those 11 people, pick somebody who is going to walk off the job because that's not fair to the club. So there's a level of trust that those people need to have. And the way they develop that is by doing other things for the club, working into that place. It doesn't mean you have to have decades of that kind of experience, but you need to have at least one or two years. And guess what? It's one or two years till the next election.
0: (laughs) So in
1: two years, there will be a whole new wrath of people that will need to get together. And if you really are interested in doing something in a leadership capacity, it's now the time because we are in this transition mode between, between the terms to get involved and step up and do the little projects that need to be done because something always needs to be done. And really things like articles and photos and you know just little things help immensely to build that level of trust over time.
0: Robert, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that is the president of the American Coaster Enthusiast, Mr. Robert Ulrich. Thank you again.
1: All right. Stay safe.